so the mimer we're going to learn is based on the um, the words in the beginning of the Hayom Yom. The beginning of the Hayom Yom um, is a letter of the Rebbe Rashab about the meaning of Yitzchak Kislev. This letter at the time made a huge impact on all Hasidim uh, because in this letter, the Rebbe Rashab said a very big chiddush, something very novel. The Yitzchak Kislev is called the day of Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus. And that was a, uh, a bombshell. No one had ever heard such a thing before. And um, the previous Rebbe writes a lot of um, interesting anecdotes about the impact of the letter, how some Hasidim uh, were, were, were insulted that no one told them about the letter, they found out about the letter later, and uh, very colorful uh, adjectives. The previous Rebbe says that the Hasidim gave the other Hasidim who didn't tell them about this letter. But uh, it's not time for col- colorful uh, uh, discussion about this. Um, suffice it to say that in this, in this short letter, it didn't just make an impact on the Chabad world, but also in other circles, they were talking about this, this statement now, Yutis Kisav is called Rosh Hashanah. I believe it was the Briskarov who was questioned about this. The Briskarov uh, was asked, how did, dare they call um, the uh, day of Yutis Kisav, the day of Rosh Hashanah? We have Rosh Hashanah on the first day of Tishrei. And the Mishnah writes that there are four Rosh Hashanahs, not five. So Briskarava answered, he said, by they, meaning by the Hasidim, there's an increase. By us, he said, there's a decrease. So guys, pay attention to what they're doing. So what do those words mean? Why is it called Rosh Hashanah? So just briefly, I'm going to uh, paraphrase from the beginning of the, beginning of the Yom Yom. Um, so I can find it over here. They've actually said that the day to start, the way to start your Yutas Kislev, the way to start the Fabrengen, is by uh, studying the Hayom Yom. So here it goes. Um, the 19th of Kislev, the day that God redeemed our souls in peace, the day that God gave us the illumination, the vitality of our souls, this day is Rosh Hashanah for Hasidus, that has been bequeathed to us by our holy sacred forebears. And this is the, the this is identical with the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. The Hebrew words, he, he, this itself is the teachings of the Baal Shem Tev. Um, double expression means that there's something exclusive about the teachings of Hasidus Chabad that presents the teachings of Baal Shem Tev uniquely. That's why there's a double expression that as if it says, this is the only expression of the teachings of Baal Shem Tev, because there's something about the teachings of Chassid Chabad that reveal the teachings of Baal Shem Tev more than in other paths. Like, I believe it's Berdichev famously said to the Alter Rebbe that uh, um, we all ate from the same plate, but the Litvak, meaning the Alter Rebbe, was from Lithuania, he ate the choice portion. Or as the um, famous story of Baal Shem Tev, that he went to visit, I mentioned this earlier last week, 
he, he visited Mashiach in Gan Eden, he asked Mashiach when he's going to come, and Mashiach said, I'm going to come when your wellsprings are spread to the outside. When did the wellsprings of the Valshanta really begin to be spread to the outside? Only on Yutes Kislev, only in the redemption of the Alt Rebbe, did they begin to spread into the outside, the outside not only in the outside world, but the outside meaning the lower parts of ourselves, into our mind. Through Chabad Hasidah specifically, the, is there the ability to, to bring the teachings of, of the Baal Shem Tev into your mind, into, into integrate your own persona with, with these teachings. So, the Rebbe Rashab continues. On this day, this is the day of the beginning of your works. The simple um, quote over here, the day of the beginning of your works, we use say this in our Davin on Rosh Hashanah. Um, Rosh Hashanah is called the day of the beginning of your works, first of all because it's the beginning of creation, but specifically, it's not actually the first day of creation. The first day of creation is the 25th day of El. But Rosh Hashanah is called the beginning of your works because... Rosh Hashanah um, is the day that man was created. And man is the one who fulfills the purpose of creation. So that's why Rosh Hashanah is called the day of the beginning of your works, although Hashem created the world on the 25th day of El, but the main purpose of creation is fulfilled by, by man. Elsewhere, Chassidus explains that the words, this is the day, the word this indicates revelation. Because the word this is something that, uh, the word this means this is what it is. It's, it's something which is, you could point out with your finger and say this is what it is. That's what we said when we crossed the Reed Sea. We said this is my God. So Rosh Hashanah brings a revelation of Hashem in a way of zeh, in a way you could point out with your finger. Unlike the first day of creation, the 25th day of El, which the word 25, uh, ko, means something like this. All the prophets, when they gave prophecy, they said, so says Hashem. There's something like this is what Hashem said. They couldn't actually give over in their prophecy a vivid uh, revelation of Galilee. They didn't have a vivid revelation of Galilee themselves. As the Ramam writes that all their prophets, when they had prophecy, it was through a riddle, through a parable. It was only Moshe Rabbeinu who said, this is the word of God. So Rosh Hashanah is a day when this is the day, meaning it's a day when Hashem gives us a revelation of his truth in a very vivid way. And the Rebbe Shab continues talking about Yitzhak Kislev, this call of Shoshana for Chassidus, and this is the day of the beginning of your works, meaning this is the day of the perfection of God's true intent for creating man upon the earth. Later we'll see in the Mimer exactly what, that each of these words are very specific, very precise, how the Rebbe Hashab is portraying what Yitzhak Kislev is, but for right, now, for right now our purpose is, for, for right now let's just say that the ultimate purpose of man on earth is fulfilled on the 19th of Kislev. What is the ultimate purpose? The Rebbe Hashab continues to bring down the revelation of the inner light of our holy Torah that, is, that descends upon the world on this day, on this day of Yitzhak Kislev, this light of the inner dimension of Torah descends and it is a hamshacha klalis. It descends in a way that it brings a general source of energy for the entire year. Meaning, this revelation of the inner dimension of Torah uh, is not just a revelation for that day, but it's just like Rosh Hashanah is called 
Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year, because just like the head gives life to the rest of the body, so too, and on Rosh Hashanah, Hashem gives us life for the whole year. Hashem gives us, so to speak, the new battery of energy for the whole year, and every day we draw forth from the day of Rosh Hashanah, the energy that's brought down to the world on that day, the energy from that new light of Hashem that comes down to the world of Rosh Hashanah, from that light every day of the world, every day of the year, um, gets its energy, so too the revelation of the inner dimension of Torah is brought down to the world for the whole year on, on Rosh Hashanah, so this Ointus Kislev. And what we need to do, because this revelation is happening on this day, what do we need to do? So on Rosh Hashanah, we know we're supposed to coronate Hashem as our king. And similarly, Rashab writes, on this day, we need to awaken our hearts with an innermost elemental desire and will in the very core of our heart that God illuminates our souls with the light of His inner Torah. We have to really, in other words, we have to really want deeply that Hashem should give light to our neshamas with the inner light of His Torah. From the depth I call out to you, Hashem, to elicit the depth and the inwardness of God's Torah and mitzvahs from the inwardness and essence of the infinite. May He be blessed. To illuminate the inwardness, meaning the inside of our neshamas, of our souls, so that what happens? If the inner light of Hashem is shining inside our neshamas, what are we asking for? We're asking that our whole being, our total existence, our very essence, and all parts of ourselves, all extensions of ourselves, be devoted to Him alone to banish from within any of the natural traits that are evil and unworthy. Instead, all our works and affairs, our Aveda, our davening, our Torah, our mitzvahs, and our worldly undertaking necessary for the maintenance of the body, that everything we do should be done with sincere intention for the sake of heaven as God wishes. That's what we're supposed to do on this day. We're supposed to arouse in ourselves this yearning for Hashem, and that we should, we should not have any other negative character traits, and instead that our whole entire being should only be for Hashem. Whatever we're doing, our learning, our davening, our engagement with the world, should be only for His sake. May Hashem, the merciful Father, have compassion upon us and lead us along the good and righteous path, and may we see His face in uprightness. That's the conclusion of the, the Rebbe Rashab's uh, short letter. Um, when he gave the letter, the previous Rebbe writes in detail how the letter was presented, how all, the Rebbe Rashab wasn't in Lubavitch that year, and instead he sent this letter and he describes how all the Hasidim gathered together in the main shul, and the previous Rebbe walked in together with the um, teachers, the, the heads of the yeshiva, and what kind of an impression this letter made, although he wasn't there physically, but what kind of impact it had. Anyways, now this mime that we're going to learn from Tav Shandal Mem is based on another mime of the previous Rebbe, which was said uh, 100 years ago. There's a special, um, uh, a special uh, light um, when a mimer is... Uh, aged a certain amount of years, the Rebbe spoke many times about the power of, of uh, certain years in connection to how many years have passed since that original teaching has been given. So the Maimur we're going to learn was said by the previous Rebbe 100 years ago, and our Rebbe said a Maimur on the previous Rebbe's discourse in 1983 or 84. So let's go right to it. This is the day at the beginning of your works, meaning Yitzchak Again, it's the day of when God's 
desire is fulfilled. The day of the beginning of his works. Just like when God made man, this was the ultimate intent of God in creation. So Yitzchisev is the day of the beginning of Hashem's works. It's known, the discourse of the previous Rebbe, Fritas Kislev, which starts with these words, again, from Tafesh Pei Beis, from 100 years ago. And he begins with, in parentheses, and he says that the day he was referring to was the 19th of Kislev. And he brings in his discourse in the name of his father, the Rebbe Rashab, in his famous letter, that Yutas Kislev is called the day of the beginning of your works, says Rebbe Rashab, the perfection of, of God's true intent in creating man upon the world to reveal the inner dimension of the light of Hashem's Torah that comes down to the world in a general way, meaning, again, that it is a general source of energy for the entire year. The previous Rebbe asks a question in his discourse, what does the Rebbe Rashab mean when he says the perfection of God's true intent? Those are the words of the Rebbe Rashab. Shlemus it sounds like that there is God's intent, there is the true intent of God, then there is a perfection of God's true intent. What are those three layers over here? The Rebbe Hashab is being very precise in saying, the skill saves a day of the perfection of God's true intent and creation. We also need to understand, he, does, he says this is the perfection of God's true intent of creating man upon the earth doesn't say the perfection of God's true intent of creating the world. He mentions specifically the creation of man upon the earth. Why does he highlight that we're talking about man? Usually, Hasidus talks about the purpose of creation. But here, the Rebbe Rashaf specifically says, this is the day of the fulfillment of God's, the perfection of God's true intent of creating man upon the earth. What does that mean? To so understand this by first prefacing the teaching of our sages at the end of Tractate Uktsin, said God could not find a vessel that contains blessing for the Jewish people. You could not find a better vessel than peace. As it says in the Torah, God says in the Torah, Hashem gives strength to his nation. Hashem blesses his people with peace. So the blessing that God gives us is through our peace with each other. The, there is another statement in that tractate, and that is the words of Rabbi Shuham and Levi. Preceding the last words, the tractate of Rabbi Shuham and Chalafta is the statement of Rabbi Yeshua and Levi. Rabbi Shuham and Levi says that Hashem will give every tzaddik 310 worlds. As we learned last week, this, um, we mentioned in the discourse we learned last week, this um, same teaching. So although Rabbi Shimon Menchalafta was a gener- generations before Rabbi Shimon Levi, and therefore it would have been appropriate to quote the one who came earlier on in time, the previous Rabbi brings many proofs how we know that Rabbi Shimon Menchalafta was born far before Rabbi Shimon Levi, still the the order is that we of the Talmud is specifically that we mention Rabbi Shimon Ben Chalafta after Rabbi Shimon Ben Levi. Why is this? Because the Rabbeinu Akash, Rabbi Yudah Nasi, wanted to conclude the Talmud with the word peace. And this teaching is at the conclusion of the six orders of the Mishnah. And therefore he put this specifically at the end of the uh, Mishnah, 
because he wants to conclude with peace. So that's what the previous Rebbe said. The Rebbe said we could add to this concept that this conclusion of the orders in the Mishnah is not only about peace in general, but it's about the virtue of peace. That the peace is something that holds, that is a container for God's blessing. Which this is the greatest virtue. And not only does this teaching express the virtue of peace, but further, this teaching also tells us that peace is connected to Torah. As he brings the verse, God is, gives strength to his people, God gives, blesses his people with peace. So he connects the first half of the verse with the second half of the verse. God gives strength to his people, and God blesses his people with peace. What is the strength that God gives his people? The strength he gives his people is referring to Torah. And as the Sifri says, that the whole purpose of Torah is to bring peace to the world. And the, and the Talmud says that it is, it is the Tamid Chachamim, that is, that is the sages, who increase peace in the world. That means that not only do they make peace in the world in general through their study of Torah, but furthermore, but they cause ribu yishol, they cause there to be abundance of peace. And this, so the conclusion of the Mishnah isn't just about, doesn't just say the word peace, it speaks about the greatness of peace. And now peace is a vessel for God's blessing. And further it says that what is peace? Peace is associated with Torah, is associated with O's, which means Torah. And specifically the strength of Torah is what brings the ultimate and best peace. This means many things. Um, one thing this means is, as the Rebbe spoke about innumerable times about Israel, how uh, the best way to make peace with our enemies is not by giving in to them and whatever they're asking for, but rather specifically by strength, by doing what the Torah says. Like, for example, in the Sechta, in the tract, in the, the laws of Shabbos, it talks about what you should do when the um, nations of the world are encroaching on your borders and they're saying, we have some business to do with you, and they're, they're walking along your borders in a menacing way on Shabbos, and they're saying that we have an issue about some deal we made with, with this purchase of straw. But if they are encircling our borders uh, on Shabbos, the halacha is that you must go out on Shabbos and fight with them. Even though they're not really asking about war, but you have to uh, realize where this is going. So, uh, so the best way to achieve peace is through, is according to the Torah's peace, the way the Torah, what the Torah tells us to do. So, I will see in the discourse a deeper meaning also of what, how the Torah is associated with peace. Um, and this is also connected to Hanukkah, as the Ramam writes that if you only have a one candle and you want to light both your menorah and your Shabbos candles, the Ramam says you must light your Shabbos candles because Shabbos candles are about bringing peace to your home and the whole Torah is given for the sake of peace. So it is the sages that bring peace to the world and they bring a, 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 an abundance of peace and this peace is, is connected to all the Jewish people and to every single Jew because the Talmud derives the fact that the sages bring peace to the world from the, from the verse, Hashem, which means all of your children are students of God. So when it says 
all your students are, are all your children are students of God, the Talmud says, do not read this verse as just uh, your children, but rather your builders. Who are your builders? The students of God. So who are called the students of God? Your children. All the Jewish people, and every single Jew is called God's child. And therefore, every single Jew is, is connected to this mission of bringing peace to the world. So the whole entire purpose of the Torah is to make peace in the world, to bring an abundance of peace in the world. To explain this idea, what does it mean that Torah is given to make peace in the world? We understand this by first explaining many different elements of, a, of, of our service of Hashem. Oh, Shem Lechem. There are many different elements of our service of Hashem. The bottom of, um, bottom of page 591. There are many different ways of serving Hashem. <coughs> One of the ways of serving Hashem is serving Hashem practically, physically, which action is the main thing. Which doesn't just mean that we learn Torah and do mitzvahs, but action also means that you all your deeds are done for the sake of Hashem. All your ways you know Hashem. The emphasis is, we're not talking about the ways of God. We're not talking about learning Torah. We're talking about your deeds and your ways, which means that your personal affairs, things that you're doing personally for yourself, you're working, you're going out to work, you're engaging in the mundane, you're eating, you're drinking. So then, then too, um, it's, it, that's also a practical way of serving Hashem, physically. It says in the Gemara that it says in the Talmud that there was an argument what's greater, study of Torah or action? And the Talmud concludes the, the argument by saying study is great because study brings to action. So that means the ultimate purpose is really action and study has a value as well because study brings to action as well. Or many various interpretations of that statement. One interpretation is, is as, I, as I said, that action is really the main thing and study brings to action. Another interpretation is that, that study is greater because study has both the value that it brings to action and its intrinsic value of study itself. So, by doing action, this achieves the fulfillment of God's purpose in creation. God desired to have a home in the lowest realm so by us physically implementing Hashem's desire by learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, and specifically by engaging the physical world in our, all of our affairs, this fulfills God's purpose in creation. Hashem gave us the mitzvah specifically in this world. Hashem gave us the mitzvah to do physically, with physical things. Like, for example, mitzvah film that has to be specifically done with an animal hide. And and so too, other mitzvahs, every mitzvah has to be done with a physical object. The Talmud derives many laws from the mitzvah film because the Talmud says that we find an association between the entire Torah and film. So, so too, if the mitzvah film is something that's physical with a physical animal hide, so too are all mitzvahs associated with a physical. 
Mishum Shadeza Eisen Dirleis Berchachtenim. Why are all mitzvahs physical? Because God desires a home in the lowest realm, and therefore there's an emphasis on the physical. There's an emphasis on doing things of the lowest things. And that is one of the differences between Torah and its commandments, Torah and mitzvahs. Although the Torah was also given to us in this world, as the Talmud says, that the Torah is not in heaven. And because the Torah is not in heaven, therefore we cannot rely on Elijah or other prophets that tell us the laws of the Torah. We can't rely on voices that come from heaven. We have to specifically rely on the sages in this world to determine the laws of the Torah. However, there is Torah, the ultimate decision of Torah is done in this world, but that doesn't mean they're not learning Torah in Gan Eden. They are learning Torah in Gan Eden. So Torah can be studied in Gan Eden. But the performance of a physical mitzvah, that can only be done here, and it cannot be done in Gan Eden. Even those souls that were once here and now they're in Gan Eden, they've been here and now they've ascended higher, they also cannot do mitzvahs in Gan Eden because a mitzvah can only be done in this world. So one of the elements of serving Hashem is practically action. And this is something that's unique to mitzvahs, although um, Torah study is also done in a physical way. It, you're not doing the mitzvah of Torah study. You're just thinking the words of Torah. You actually have to say the words of Torah. Or Shemei Ka'ina, if you hear the words of Torah, it's like you're saying the words of Torah. But you're not fulfilling the, the mitzvah limited Torah unless you do something physical. So, um, so all of... Um, the mitzvahs are done in a physical way, including the mitzvah of Torah study, and that's because Hashem wants a home in the lowest realm. There could be Torah study when it's not a mitzvah. You could study Torah in your mind, and there could be Torah study in Eden. But um, the unique element of a mitzvah is a mitzvah is physical. And this is not only something associated with mitzvahs per se, but also our engagement in the physical world. <coughs> Whatever you do should be for the sake of Hashem. All your ways you should know Hashem, the Torah is highlighting what, you, what you're doing. So one of the elements, in short, of our service of Hashem is what we do. How we physically serve Hashem. When action is the main thing, and that achieves God's purpose in a home in this world, that there's a physical performance of His will. That's, the, that's one element of our service of Hashem. Action is the main thing. But Hashem, tomorrow we'll continue with another element. Meanwhile, a good yontif. Any questions or comments?